Welcome back to the Teamwork Advantage with Greg Gregory. I am your host, Greg Gregory, where we work with folks around the areas of teamwork, leadership, and culture, or what I commonly refer to as the TLC of business. As we enter this holiday week and year end of what has been a tumultuous year, to say the least, 2020 has given us time for reflection. And so today's podcast is going to be a little bit different. I'm not interviewing anyone. I do have a few recorded messages from some friends and guests from the podcast this year. But I just want to talk about things that we're grateful for. I know in the midst of 2020 with this pandemic, a lot of us aren't grateful. We're struggling, whether it's our business, whether it's our health, regardless of what we're going through, we can always focus on what we still have instead of what we don't have. A friend of mine, W. Mitchell, said years ago, after having two very serious accidents, one that left him paralyzed and in a wheelchair, and another one that gave him third-degree burns over a vast amount of his body. After those accidents, Mitchell said, before my accidents, there were 10,000 things I could do. Now, there's 9,000. I can either focus on the 9,000 that I can or on the 1,000 I no longer can do. When I lost my wife a few years ago, I struggled. And that statement came back and helped me greatly. I'm grateful to people like Mitchell in my life. But let's take it back a little further. I'm going to actually challenge listeners of this podcast today to go back and do what I've done. Chart back as far as you can what got you to where you are today. Okay, let's take it all the way back. Now, I'm going to start off a little differently. You see, some of you that uh, have listened to this and some of that know me know that I am adopted. And so the greatest thing for me is my adoption. Two parents that adopted me when I was two and a half years old into a loving family. I like to say that because they were much older at the time when they adopted me, but having me as rambunctious and as crazy as I might have been, kept them young. And I was fortunate to have my mother and father in my life into their 90s each. And that was a blessing. There's no doubt. I often refer to the fact that they gave me what I needed, not necessarily what I wanted. They took care of me, gave me advice. I'll never forget in August of 1974, I had gotten my driver's license and I was out with family and we were driving in Southwestern Virginia. I was a passenger, 1974, there were no shoulder harnesses in cars. There were only lap belts. And I uh, obviously didn't wear it. We were almost broadsided by a pickup truck. We were hit over the right front wheel, and the car spun. We were doing about 50 miles an hour. The pickup truck that hit us, I think they said, was doing about 60, 65 miles an hour. I don't remember the impact. I don't remember being thrown out of the car. I do remember at one point flipping and telling myself to tuck. Came back from second grade 
tumbling glass, I guess. And I came to the rest face down in a major highway on a plate of sheet glass. I went to move and my shoulder hurt. I knew I had broken my collarbone. By the way, that was the third time. Long and short of it is, we got to the hospital. I got patched up, got back home. And the next day, I was terrified. Now, I'd been down there visiting my grandmother with my mom. My dad was back home. And those days, you had to make a, ready for this, anybody under 30, we had to make a long-distance phone call. And we know how expensive they were. Well, some of us do. I can remember what my dad told me. Probably the greatest advice ever. I was terrified to get back in a car. Absolutely frightened. And I basically had to ride back home and drive part of the way with my mom. That was a good four-hour drive at that point. Well, my dad said, get your mother, get your grandmother, and go down to the post office and get the Daily Mail. That was a chore that had to be done in that small town. And he said, call me when you get back. So I did that, and I drove. I was scared every step of the way. And when I got back, I called Dad, and he said, I'm proud of you. Now, remember, he's 300 miles away on a phone call. No such thing as Zoom then. And he said, boy, when you get your ass knocked off the horse, you got to get back up quickly. That advice has set with me my entire life. I have been knocked down so many times, failed at so many things, had so many screw-ups over the years. And I have took the Vince Lombardi quote of, it's not whether you get knocked down, it's whether you get back up. Adapted it to say, it's not whether you get knocked down, it's how fast you get back up. And I've learned that because of my dad. One of the most grateful things in the world is the fact that my parents adopted me and raised me the way they did. Over the years, I've been grateful for friends and all kinds of things. And I'm going to get to my 2020 list in a little bit. But when we think about people that came to help us, that day in southwestern Virginia, the first people on the scene were the first responders. They were right there. Virginia State Police, the fire and rescue, and it was fortunate enough to have some off-duty fire and rescue folks right there near the gas station where this happened. I was grateful for those folks. Really was. The doctors in the hospitals. And aren't we all grateful for that this year? With that in mind, I want you to listen to somebody, a friend of mine, talk about what she's grateful for this year. Hi, I'm Sharon Weinstein from North Bethesda, Maryland. In 2020, I start each day reflecting on three things for which I am most grateful. Life, family, and health are at the top of each list. I add first responders and essential workers who risk their lives each day so that we may be well. My daughter recently wrote a song called Kindness is King. It speaks to appreciating simple acts of human kindness. For this, I am grateful. Isn't that great what Sharon says? Isn't that just awesome? Understanding the power of first responders. 
understanding how important they are. By the way, Sharon comes from a nursing background. Over the years, with all of our friends and everything going on, there's so much to be grateful for that if I tried to list everything out, I'd bore everybody to death and we'd be here till probably next Christmas. But I'd be crazy if I didn't talk about my wife, who I met on February the 6th, 1982, by happenstance. I happened to go to a, a club to introduce a friend of mine to another guy. By the way, the guy never showed up. She left. I went over to see another friend of mine on the, in the club, talked to him, and he was talking to two women. He went up to dance with one of them and left me standing there with the other. Of course, we danced. We talked. And she became my wife. I knew I was in trouble at the very beginning because while we're dancing, I'm realizing she is a lot better dancer than I am. And I made that comment to her. She said, well, I should be a good dancer. I've been dancing most of my life. I went, really? She goes, yes. Now, keep in mind, this is 1982. She said, I am a Baltimore Colts cheerleader. Wow. I'm in over my head now. We kept talking that evening. We didn't have anything alcoholic to drink, believe it or not. But we kept talking. I said, hey, what do you say we go get something to eat? She said she had to take her girlfriend home. I said, okay. I walked them out to the car. Now I realize I'm in over my head number two when I saw the car she's driving. A brand new red Corvette. Uh-oh. What you got to understand is at this point I am living at home with my mom and dad. I'm unemployed. And I don't have a whole lot of money. She took her girlfriend home and we ended up meeting at a little uh, breakfast place and about midnight. We go in, we sit down, we have breakfast, we go outside. It is bitterly cold. Temperature somewhere around 22, 25 degrees. Wind chill probably near zero. I don't know. I waited till we got outside. I don't know why. And I said, hey, what do we do now? She said, we can go back to my place. Okay, that's number three on and over my head. We drove back to her place, a house in a very nice area. We went inside and we sat and we talked until about 4.30 in the morning. I left and I had a date. It's kind of funny. I had a girlfriend at the time. I wasn't looking for anybody. But sometimes things find you. About seven months after we'd been dating, by the way, I had broken up with my girlfriend at that point. Just literally weeks later, I knew it was not the right thing. About seven months after Glenda and I had been dating, I booked a trip for us to go to a place called Gatlinburg, Tennessee, up in the Smoky Mountains. I had never been. I thought it'd be a great place to go, and come to find out she had been there for conferences before. I knew when I got back from that brief weekend getaway trip that I wanted to marry her. And we got married not long after. See, you never know when things are going to pop in. You never know what's going to happen when you're having the time of your life in one direction, or the miserable time in another direction. Let's listen here to a friend of mine. The primary reason this podcast is up and running. Let's listen to what Shep Hyken has to say about what he's grateful for this year. Hi, I'm Shep Hyken, customer service and experience expert from St. Louis, Missouri. 
And in 2020, oh man, I have had an attitude of gratitude. And one of the things I'm thankful for, as crazy as this sounds, is COVID-19. Of course, there's death and destruction and disruption to businesses, but you know what? There's also something else. It's something that shows you how lucky you are. I have so many great friends. I have the most amazing family. I have hobbies and interests that I've been able to continue to pursue. I have a business that while, hey, it may be a little bit off, I continue to work hard at making sure I stay relevant. Basically, uh, I have wonderful people around me and wonderful opportunities abound. And what COVID-19 has shown me is just how appreciative I need to be and hopefully that I am for all of that. We have the very, very best. Thank you. Kind of interesting, Shep, grateful for the pandemic because it's giving him things to do that he didn't normally do. I know that's worked for me. That definitely worked for me. You know, Glenda and I used to bake cookies. She's a phenomenal baker, a seamstress, an incredibly intelligent woman. And at Christmas, we got to the point we were baking over 300 dozen cookies a year. That's right, 300 dozen cookies, about 15 varieties. She's an amazing woman. Did all of that. Guys, I was grateful for being able to be part of that and what she taught me. I was fortunate to have her in my life for over 36 years before I lost her in early of 2018. And let me tell you, that was devastating. I'm still struggling. And I still remember the good times. I remember all the fun things we have with our family and friends. Everything that Glenda did to support me in my business. Helping me get my certified speaking professional designation. I was ready to give up and she knocked me down pretty much and said, sit down, shut up and let's work. And we got our, got together and in a few days put together all the paperwork. And anybody who's ever asked anybody who's gone for this designation, they'll tell you how much paperwork. Fortunate to have three great children, not mine, two nephews and a niece, Clinton and Benjamin and Peggy. We would do anything for them. They're all living out towards the West. I don't get to see them much anymore. But having them in my life over those years, kept me grounded. Glenda kept me grounded. See, we always need that. We need somebody to keep us grounded, keep us focused. Somebody like me who's constantly looking at everything. I need to be reeled back in. And that's what Glenda would do. Friends of mine. Wow. Talk about friends. You know, friends become your team. Of course, I teach and speak on teamwork. I've known Terry since we were, I don't know, 11, 12 years old playing baseball together. But there's so many others. There's my cousin Lee. There's Dee. There's Perry. There's, there's so many friends. And without friends, where would we be? Terry actually gave me a plaque. Gave it to my, me and my dad and mom back 1976. I've got the plaque on my wall here in the office. And it's a pair of hands that are shaking. And it says, friendship is the only cement that will hold the world together. I think we can all learn from that today. Friendship, without a doubt. Teamwork all comes together. Let's listen to two folks here. Talk about what they're grateful for. 
Coach Jim Johnson out of Rochester and Gina DeLapa from San Diego. Very different, but let's listen to them. See what they have to be thankful for in this crazy mixed up year of 2020. Hi, this is Coach Jim Johnson from Rochester, New York. And I've had many challenges in my life. And this in 2020 was just another challenge because I was a full-time speaker and my business sunk to almost nothing because there were no live events. But I decided because my mission is to help other people make their dreams come true was that I was going to stay in the game by making the pivot and going to virtual presentations. And I'm proud to say, although I'm not there yet, but I have started to give virtual presentations and I'm just finding different ways that I can help people with success, inspiration, building teams, and leadership. Thank you. Hi, I'm Gina DeLapa from San Diego, California. This year, I am especially grateful for three things. Number one, a safe and lovely visit with my mother and father back in Michigan. Number two, the birth of my great niece, Josephine Hope. Josie, Josie was born in July, truly a bright spot of 2020. And number three, this really gets me every time, Josie's grandfather, my brother, Tony, somehow managed to beat multiple myeloma for the second time. If those aren't things to be grateful for, I don't know what is. Happy holidays. Be safe. Be well. Be grateful. Health is always one of those things we're grateful for when we think about it. I can't imagine what families are going through this year, that they have family members with COVID or someone in a hospital or in a nursing home, and they can't go see them. I can't fathom the pain that you're going through. I am fortunate to have my health. In January of 2007, I got the phone call that no one wants to get. It says, you have cancer. It was melanoma. And I went in for a surgery in February. And it was 1.2 millimeters deep and very wide. And I was blessed. They got full good margins. And I have been blessed to be melanoma and cancer-free ever since. I can remember what Glenda said to me that first day I told her, and by the way, she was not the first person I told. I did not want to tell her over the phone while she was at work. But the first thing she said to me when I looked at her sitting at the desk, I looked up at her and I said, what I had, and she said, we will get through this. Her first words were not, okay, what do we do? What are you going to do? It was, we will get through this. We. The power of teamwork in every aspect of our lives. Our partners are our greatest asset. We can get through it. We will get through it in every aspect. Skin cancer hit and went away. And I'm blessed. We've had knocks and downs and bumps and bruises. We always get them. But that's his life. Listen to a friend of mine. Shelly Rowe. Shelly and I, we have a lot in common. She's a very grateful woman when it comes to business and life. Listen to what Shelly has to say about 2020. I'm Shelly Rowe, the founder and CEO of Blue Fjord Leaders. From the time my husband died in 2016, everything has changed. I learned to move forward without him. I packed up our home and moved to a place just for me. 
And with COVID, my business turned upside down, but my clients trusted enough to try our new approaches and we've all grown as a result. That's why I'm grateful for resilience. When my husband died, my mother told me, you're stronger than you think you are. She was right for all of us. You know, the last thing I wanted to talk about today as we get into it is business. I often say in my workshops that we spend more time at work with people we work with than we do waking hours with our friends and family. I think 2020 has turned that upside down. So some of us are not excited about spending time with our families right now. Take it from me. I'd love to have my family here. Right now, the best thing I'm grateful for is my dog. Ryder has been my life for the last almost five years now. We got Ryder in March of 2016, just about six weeks before Glenda was diagnosed with her cancer. He helped her and he's helped me every step of the way. But business, 2020 has just, you know, kicked it out of us. Absolutely kicked us. You've heard a couple of our guests today talk about their business being knocked down a bit. Well, yes. How do we reinvent? I like to use the phrase, this year I was able to regroup, retool, redesign, reinvent, and recharge my life and my business. Hmm. That's the strength. I am grateful for several people in my business life. You heard from one of them today, Shep Hyken. You see, back in March, when the pandemic hit, I didn't know what I was going to do. Conferences were canceling. Training programs were canceled. Everything got cut from the books. I had no income. Nothing. I was frightened. I decided to start this thing, podcast, you know. So I called my friend Shep Hyken. Shep and I spent a few minutes on the phone. He gave me some material to get and follow, and I followed the plan that Shep set forth for me. Now, Shep has a very successful podcast of his own. You can just Google Shep Hyken and find his podcast in the customer service arena. So powerful. I followed what Shep told me to do. I'm grateful for everything he told me because we literally started the thought process on this in mid-April, did our first interviews in May, and we launched in June. And we've done 26 interviews to date from around the world. I'm fortunate. I just looked at our statistics today. We've got 22 countries have downloaded the Teamwork Advantage podcast from France and Guatemala to Mauritius uh, to Sweden, Vietnam, Australia, Canada, Slovakia, India, Iran. Wow. All that in just a few short months. Not sure where you're listening now, but maybe we're expanding that list. Jeff Sullivan is another person that I am so grateful for. My program manager and producer on my virtual programs that I'm doing these days, and just been a great friend. Without Jeff helping me get through a lot of the work, I don't know how I would do it. Bill Cates, you're gonna hear from Bill in just a moment about business. You see, over the years, Bill's been an inspiration to me. He understands hard work. He understands how to have fun. Listen to what Bill Cates is grateful for this year. He's our last one that we're going to listen to before I wrap things up for you today. 
But Bill's got something special to say. Hi, this is Bill Cates from Annapolis, Maryland. My heart certainly goes out to all the individuals and families and businesses that have suffered because of this terrible pandemic. I'm grateful for the fact that I didn't have to travel on airplanes at all this year, or at least not since March. I'm grateful that I've had more dinners out on the patio with my wife than I've ever had before. I'm grateful that I played more golf uh, this year than the last three years combined. Uh, I'm grateful for my health and for my friends and so much. You see, just like W. Mitchell said, and I talked about at the beginning, we can focus on what we don't have or what we can't do. And if you listen to Bill, he's talking about, hey, I didn't have to travel. I could stay home with my family. If we find the other side of the coin, we're so much better. And probably the greatest person in my life for business that I wanted to let everybody know about and I am so grateful for, he was a guest on our podcast a few months ago, Dr. Willie Jolly. You see, I wouldn't be where I am today without this man. I've often referred to him as my brother of a different mother. I saw him speak one time and I was in awe. I told him I wanted to get into speaking. He told me what to do. I followed what he suggested. Over the years, I got to know him, his wife, his family. They're just great people. We all come from different walks of lives, different areas of our country. Willie has helped me more than just about anyone else. Need to pick up his book. <laughs> I'm not promoting books or podcasts, but it sounds like it. A setback is a setup for a comeback. And believe me, folks, this year, we all feel like we've been set back. We absolutely do. Dr. Willie Jolly has been the greatest person to help me. I wouldn't be speaking on teamwork. I wouldn't have the business going the way that I am. I wouldn't be doing any of the stuff that I'm doing if it wasn't for him. So I asked you at the beginning to think back on how you got here. What got you to where you are today? And I have been able to trace back my professional life to one gentleman. And it was Dave Casper. I don't know if Dave's going to hear this or not. But it was the fall of 1976, my freshman year at Ohio University in Athens, Ohio. I was a general studies major because I had no clue what I wanted to do in life. And Dave Casper comes running down the hall and he says, Hey, Greg, I can get you on the radio on WLHD. Now, let's be clear. WLHD is not a big name radio station. It's not even a real radio station. It stood for Lincoln Hall Dorm. It was a radio show that was broadcast to maybe 500 people across the east green of the campus of Ohio University. And it might have had 10 watts of power to get me out, oh, I don't know, 100 yards. I said, Dave, I'm not a radio major, TV major. I don't care. I can get you on. That started it. I went over and met a guy named Bill Sklodowski. By the way, Dave and Bill I'm still friends with on and connected to on LinkedIn. Those two gentlemen helped me a lot back then. But I left Ohio and I came back to Maryland. I got involved in radio. From radio work, I got involved in doing business. I was selling real estate. Then I started doing training in real estate to help build my business of real estate and mortgage banking. Then I got asked to come in and help with traffic reporting in Washington, D.C. I had done a little of it when I first came back to Maryland. The next thing you know, I'm helping on every radio station in Washington, D.C. at one time or another. All of that because Dave Casper said one thing to me one day. 
Then I'm doing presentations on how to do real estate financing and how to do a first time home buyer for people and apartment projects and building my business. And while I was selling real estate, I actually went to a seminar by Tom Hopkins about how to list real estate. I watched Tom Hopkins on that stage that day and I said to myself, now this was 1981, by the way, I watched Tom Hopkins on stage and I was like, wow, I couldn't do what he was doing in real estate, but I could do what he was doing on stage. So I continued to practice my business with that idea in the back of my head, practicing, speaking, and training. I must have delivered 1,500 to 3,000 speeches, talks, 10 minutes long to an hour long on real estate topics. Then I decided to go out and branch out on my own. Landed a contract with Dun & Bradstreet Business Education Services. Started training and traveling all over the country. Folks, everything I've been able to trace back to Dave Casper coming into my dorm room in September of 1976. What about you? So now let's look. I want you to make a list. I'm going to put a LinkedIn message out. If you're not following on LinkedIn, it's very simple. LinkedIn.com slash IN slash Teams Rock. That's how you can find me. I want to put a post out there. That post is going to talk about what are you grateful for in 2020? And I want you to put it up there. So here's my short list of 2020 gratefuls. My health, my podcast, my ability to regroup, retool, redesign, reinvent, and recharge my life. My friends, old and new, and there's so many of them. If I tried to mention one, I'd forget a hundred. My home, where I live, in my home, I am grateful for. I have a roof over my head, and I'm able to feed myself. Most of all, I have my faith. Not to be religious or spiritual. I have my faith. What about you? I hope you've enjoyed this. Be kind to one another. Share. Call someone you haven't called. Tell them how much they mean to you. If you do your lineage and trace back what you're doing to one person, reach out and let them know how you're doing. You'll make their day. And in turn, they will make yours. As I always say, don't have a good day. Good days are for average people. We'll be back next year with episodes starting in January on the season two of the Teamwork Advantage, where we help you with teamwork, leadership, and culture. Bye-bye.